Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Welcome to The Ray Taylor Show, where I bring you the reviews on the latest movies and TV shows, as well as classic and foreign films. I'm your host, Ray Taylor, and on this podcast, I'll be talking about all things film and television. Whether you're looking for a new show to binge or want to know if that blockbuster is worth the trip to the theater or just want to hear my thoughts on a classic or foreign film, I've got you covered. So join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for new episodes, and let's dive into the world of film and television together. On this episode, I am reviewing Terrifier 2. Last week, I talked about the first Terrifier. This week, I am tackling the sequel to the Art the Clown franchise film. This movie came out last year, 2022, written and directed by Damien Leone. Uh, it stars Jenna Cannell, Lauren, Lauren Lavera, David, and David Howard Thornton. Uh, the, this movie, after being resurrected by a sinister entity, Art the Clown returns to the timid town of Miles County where he targets a teenage girl and her younger brother on Halloween night. Like the first film, <clears throat> if you're a fan of gory films uh, with practical effects, then you will love this movie. Uh, this movie has more kills. This movie has crazier kills. Uh, this also has the addition of a story with characters that you actually care about and get to know. This movie got me excited for what this franchise can be. Because I did enjoy the first movie. Despite the fact that it had zero plot or story, really. But it, I like the clown. Art the Clown is amazing. All of the aspects that make Art the Clown, Art the Clown. I love... The practical effects of these movies, amazing practical effects, uh, and so that, and then they bring a story into this one, which I love. This is a little long, though. <laughs> so last time I was complaining that it didn't have any story. Now they pack in a story, but I feel it's a little long. There is some, uh, uh, at least, there's definitely one scene that could have been cut from this movie and it wouldn't have changed anything but this movie is two hours and 18 minutes uh from what i've read they the writer director already has a story ready for the third film and thinks that he may actually turn it into two films because he doesn't want to do another two hour long film as this one was which i am totally fine with two more films in this franchise this could keep going on i think art the clown is the best kind of old school horror monster that we've seen in a long time right that freddy krueger jason Voorhees type of uh michael myers type of horror monster that was so big in the 80s and kind of went away as horror, the trends of horror have changed. Uh, but as far as a, a, an iconic horror character, I think Art the Clown is, is one of the best, I would say. I would say rivals many of the classic horror villains and monsters that exist in other franchises. This movie clearly had a bigger budget. 
right? There's a full story, many new characters, not only new victims, of course, having new characters, but also we have expanded into the world of Art the Clown a little bit as well. I enjoyed the first film for all of its inventive kills and practical effects. Uh, and this movie, I think, does all of that and takes all of that to a whole nother level. Like, it is, there is a kill scene in this that is seemingly never ending and very, it, it is amazing where that, that kill scene goes, uh, which I will get to that in detail in spoilers. But I love all of the inventive kills, I love the practical effects, right? The movie takes all of that, all of that to another level. And like I said, it's a bit longer, two hours, 18 minutes, but there's some scenes that I feel like could get cut, which I'll talk about in, in spoilers. But aside from that, I loved everything this movie had um, and everything that it added in this follow-up film. I, it, it improved in the best way. Apparently, I wasn't the only one to criticize although that wasn't enough in the first film the lack of story wasn't enough for me to not like that movie i still liked it i thought the movie did a good job at the things it clearly cared about it was a movie that clearly didn't care about story but clearly cared about cool kills practical effects and i think it did both of those very well i think this movie does both of those things even better and brings in a solid story a solid story i was impressed i was impressed not mind-blowing this is not like some next level writing going on but it, it's great i think it was it gives so much more to this movie in in a great way i had a blast watching this movie right and this movie takes place one year after the events of the first film right which coincides with the interview that takes place in the first film which that interview at the beginning of terrifier one uh, is taking place a year after the events of the first film. So it's kind of like starting with a year later and then the movie goes back in the first film to, to say how that person became disfigured and, you know, the reason why she was being interviewed. So this movie takes place at that same time that that interview is taking place, which is very interesting. So taking place the year after... All of the kills in the warehouse a year after Art the Clown seemingly shot himself in the head, killing himself, but to only be resurrected in the morgue, somehow coming back to life. Uh, which not really explained, but it is a horror film, so you don't really need to have it explained. There's like clearly aspects of Art the Clown that exist uh, that hopefully we'll learn a little bit more in each. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. We don't have to know everything. We can they can, you know, trickle that out as the movies come. So you also have the. Uh, while we don't necessarily know the explanation for what happened with the person that was interviewed and why she decided to kill, we don't really get answers to that question. But we do get a whole family of characters. So, you know, we have. A whole story that even includes like a bit of mythology for Art the Clown, a bit of a prophecy of sorts for what is to take place, right? And then the family in this movie, along with their friends, you know, many of whom become victims, uh, add so much to making this movie even better than the first movie. And our lead, her character's name is Sienna, 
She's a high school teen who's making a costume. It's Halloween, you know, a year later, Halloween. She's making a costume by hand, a high-quality costume, like a cosplay type of a costume inspired by a character her dad, uh, her dead father, drew and told her stories about when she was younger. So it's this character that her dad created that she is making a costume of. Uh, and she also has a younger brother named Jonathan, who was inspired uh, also by her father's drawings. Uh, but he's also his plans for Halloween is to dress up as Art the Clown. So a little bit maybe misguided as far as what he's choosing to be uh, for Halloween. So with the addition of so many new characters, it's also provides so many graphic kills, right? More characters, more kills, more time. Great. Right. As Art goes around town this time uh, with his trash bag full of weapons, killing everyone who crosses his path while he fixes fixates on the lead Sienna. Right. So kind of similar to the first movie, but instead of just taking place inside of a warehouse, now we are opening up to a town uh, instead of, you know, Art fixating on another female character, as in the first one still has his garbage bag of of weapons which in the first film i didn't realize was as big of a part of his character right he's almost like a santa claus type of a character with this trash bag and when you look inside of it it's all it's just full of weapons right so another thing another aspect of art the clown that makes him so interesting right not only his look that he looks like a clown you know has the the actions and and motions of like a, a mime specifically like he doesn't talk he doesn't scream he doesn't laugh he you know but does all of the movements of a mime you know very much and it's terrifying it's scary to have a mime and then the look of him very interesting white face exaggerated facial features almost like a witch's face but the the fact that he doesn't say anything but he also has like an element of of humor he is like funnier in this movie i think than he was in the last movie so they even added i think some more to his performance where there are scenes where he's it's terrifying but also at the same time funny like it this movie at times rides a razor's edge between being absolutely ridiculously funny and being absolutely ridiculously terrifying which i'll get to those specific scenes in, in spoilers but I think it was, I think this movie pulled off a great great balance act, as it were, with a little clown on a tightrope holding a, a tiny little umbrella as he waddles across the tightrope of of terrifying and funny, right? And we don't really necessarily get any real answers to who Art is necessarily, or how he was able to come back to life after shooting himself in the head, right? But there is uh, a connection with some of the victims. Uh, coming back in some ways and uh, kind of explains why the woman possibly who survived his attack in the first film then went on to go kill as well, right? But it's pretty vague as far as its reasoning of that at best. So it's fine, which is, it's fine. Doesn't need to spell everything out. Doesn't need to do all that. Uh, the kills, as I said, absolutely grotesque. Again, reminding me of the p guinea pig, series of films that i did a top five of i mentioned it last time and are like a series of films that aren't really concerned with story 
necessarily either, although some do. They are, however, very concerned with doing absolutely grotesque practical effects, which I think this movie, if you're a fan of these Terrifier movies, you may want to check out the Guinea Pig series because they are very related. I think these are better than the Guinea Pig films because there's definitely more of a story to these, whereas some of the Guinea Pig films you're just watching. You, like one of them is just you're watching a woman being tortured and dismembered, and it looks real. No real story whatsoever. Uh, well, while some of the guinea pigs do have a story, there's even a comical, like a really funny one, uh, but an interesting franchise. And I think this has that same type of energy, especially when it comes to the goriness of the kills. And like I said, Art the Clown, even better in this film, providing a bit of comedy in his performance, right? But the signature look, which is, you know, the exaggerated, all that stuff, the mime, right? From the physical performances to the silent laugh. Uh, it's just absolutely creepy, every aspect of this character and his trash bag full of of uh, weapons, right? And uh, a lot of the weapons handmade. There's a scene where he's, like, making weapons, right? And then there's also an addition to a little pale girl as sort of a sidekick in this movie, which I thought was interesting as well and equally as creepy. Kids can be creepier way more effortlessly than adults for some reason i don't know what it is uh and like the great horror villains of the 80s i can't wait to see how art comes back in future films let's take a quick break from this episode because i want to talk about are you looking for the perfect gift for that art lover in your life look no further than inspiredisorder.com our gift cards can be used to purchase original artwork from the many faces a collection of over 2,000 original abstract ink portraits these one-of-a-kind pieces make for a truly unique and meaningful gift but that's not all. Our gift cards can also be used to purchase high quality prints and t-shirts featuring these amazing paintings. Plus, if the recipient is a fan of the Ray Taylor show, they can use the gift card to purchase merchandise from the show as well. So why wait? Head on over to inspiredisorder.com and purchase a gift card today. Your loved one will be sure to appreciate the thought and creativity behind such a unique gift. Thank you for considering inspiredisorder.com for all of your gift needs and now back to the show uh, but i do want to talk about spoilers so let's get into spoilers i love this movie right it's it's uh, it's a lot of like it's mostly a lot of crazy kills but it's set up with a decent story we get to know a bunch of interesting characters and uh a lot of fun stuff so i do want to get into spoilers talk about specifics so let's do that starting now uh so this family very artistic family Sienna, the main girl, uh, she's making her costume very cosplay-like, cutting out foam, airbrushing, like really in-depth costume making. You have the brother, Jonathan. He wants to dress up as Art the Clown, at least at first, right? And he's into like serial killers kind of as well, right? And he's like this wirely, wiry, awkward kid as well. So great kind of casting for both of them, I would say. And it's just an interesting family as well. You have the mom who's just trying to keep it all together. But also, like, the way she talks to her kids, like, she cusses. Like, she's pretty open with the language she uses with her kids and is pretty, like, not overly abusive necessarily, but just, like, the way she speaks. 
I think adds an edge to her character that is is kind of interesting and I think works as well. So even the mom character, like she cl- clearly loves her kids, but she's like, you know, she throws out f bombs when she's talking to her kids and stuff like that. And I, I, I just like it's, it, and not in like a like a, a verbally abusive way. It's just like that's just how she talks. And she's just like, just kind of like tired, right? She's like kind of tired of her kids' shit. I don't know. I, th- I thought, again, another aspect where it's like it's riding this kind of fine line of like clearly having an edge, but not like necessarily abusive. Like I don't I feel a little bit bad for these kids, but it's not like they are in an abusive household necessarily. Right. So it's riding this very tight, tight rope with the mom just as art as being funny and terrifying. You have uh, the dead dad who has a sketchbook full of drawings from victims from the first movies, which I thought first the drawings are pretty good, and then also interesting, like adding some mythology to this whole thing, right? He also has a drawing of art, uh, and also the drawing of Sienna's character that she's making the costume for. So it's almost like the dad had like gotten visions of the murders that took place and had visions of things. So like the dad in some ways was like channeling some prophecy of what's going on, what's to happen. Right. And he also had like news clips in his sketchbook, one of which is a girl that went missing who turns out to be the girl, the pale, the little pale girl in this, which is she's absolutely terrifying character. Looks just like Art the Clown, but she's a girl. And but like and the same like silent laughing and like teeth, like everything looks like the perfect kind of sidekick. And it's like it the when they show up, it is a it's a crazy great addition to this movie you also have the story of him for him uh the idea of what happened to their dad is that he went quote-unquote crazy he you know was an alcoholic or whatever and uh, killed himself or whatever so but also he kind of prophesized all of this happening in some ways uh the introduction to the little pale girl right we see oh my god we see so after art he like does a kill he goes to a laundromat where he gets naked and then cleans his clothes and while he's like naked in this laundromat reading a newspaper or whatever there's another guy who's just passed out sleeping while his laundry's going we are introduced to the little pale girl in this laundromat while art the clown is naked and it's this little girl young sitting clown everything same aesthetics as art the clown sitting on a chair and art looks at her and the first thing that happens is that she has like this chunky period all over the place and it's just like just out of nowhere and in that moment the guy wakes up and he sees that art is playing patty cake with nobody right so we kind of find out that not everybody can see her some people can art obviously can some other people can The the brother can I think maybe Sienna can as well, but like other people can't see her. So she's not actually there. It's like this ghost or whatever. And it's, they're playing patty cake. But when the guy looks over, it's just art who's naked, by the way, playing patty cake with the air. Right. And we find out through the sketchbook of the dad that she was one of his victims. Right. So creepy. And also adding a little bit to the mythology of like, okay, 
So when he his victims in some ways turn into followers, right? This little girl was a victim of his, and now she comes back as a ghost and is very much like Art the Clown. The victim that survived, kind of, in killing that reporter, kind of following in the footsteps of Art as well. So kind of just in assumptions, and maybe that's where things are going. Either way, it's interesting. You have Art always has his trash bag, right? As I said, wasn't much a part of the first movie, but you have a scene of him making weapons um, to add to his bag, right? Not only does this guy brutalize you, but so many people, you know, because killing isn't necessarily his goal. Not, like, you dying isn't necessarily what he cares about because so many people wake up to this guy eating them, right? Whether it's the woman who survived in the first movie she woke up. He was eating part of her face. That's why her face is all dismembered. There's another scene, the the bedroom scene, the kill scene, where he's, like, eating. Right? He doesn't care. If you die, you die. That's not his intention. He just wants to brutalize you and then eat you, and it's crazy, right? Just cannibalism, another one of those traits that Art has. And this movie, so many kills, right? You have – you starts with the morgue. Right. You have him killing the medical examiner, the examiner, ripping the dude's eye out to replace the eye that Art shot out when he shot himself in the head. Right. Kind of a crazy scene. And you have still has the bullet wound. Right. The the part of the back of his head that was blown out. And he takes the blood and he writes art on the mirror. And then he beats the metal medical examiner with the ha hammer. Just kind of a, a great little welcome back to the movie. Right. This is welcome back to the art, the clown movie. Uh, great way to start the thing. Then you have a school scene where we get to know a little bit more about Jonathan in, a, in, a, in some ways. Right. Where his friends call him over uh, while he's at school and they're playing with this dead possum that's like behind a dumpster. Right. And they're playing. They invite a girl over and to freak her out. She freaks out. And then a teacher comes over and, like, gets rid of, the, like, you guys need to stop playing with this dead possum, right? Disgusting, right? But then later in the halls, as Jonathan's going, like, got a restroom pass or whatever, in the halls he sees Art and he sees the little pale girl playing with this dead possum, tearing its guts out and eating it. Like, it is, like, because it's practical effects, they can do stuff that you just... They would never be able to do that with digital effects. It would never look as gruesome as these two looks what it looks like. Just like ripping the guts out of this dead possum and eating it. He run like they throw the possum at him to to get blood on him and he runs away, but the teacher can't see the, you know, the she never sees anybody and just thinks it's him, right? So they're kind of getting him in trouble in some ways, right? So, and it's also showing that some people can see the girl, some people can't. Then there's the, the Halloween store scene, which is like probably one of the funniest scenes in this movie, right? Sienna is going in there. She, there was a fire at her house, right? The, one of her can't supposedly, like the, the wings that she made was a part of her can't. Her costume got ignited in flames somehow while she was sleeping, having a crazy dream, which I'll talk about. But she's going to get new wings at the Halloween store. And this is where Art kind of confronts her. And this is also where Art is funny, 
right? You see him, all the mannerisms of a mime, right? Because he can't talk, right? Pretty funny. She's trying to check out, right? She got her wings. She's trying to check out, trying to, to uh, pay for the wings. And she can't find her her uh, thing. Art brings her backpack that she left upstairs. It's like this is a giant Halloween store, right? So he, stalking her, she forgot her backpack. He brings it to her while she's trying to pay. And while she's looking through her bag, Art is standing over by a sunglasses rack. And every time it cuts back to him, he's wearing a different novelty sunglasses and trying to be funny one of them is the eyeballs on the springs and he's swinging it around other ones are like you know flowers it's just like these novelty sunglasses that he puts on every time it cuts back to art right then you see him it cuts back to him like it's constantly cutting to her like scared at the cash register and then cutting back to him and then he's doing like a little cranky noisemaker thing right he's doing all these things he has a little one of those party whistles where you blow it and it un unspools and makes little noise and then the cashier is like don't put that in your mouth unless you're gonna buy it art spits it out right so it's like this funny scene as it's going back and forth as she's terrified and art is just kind of almost trying to be funny but it's terrifying to watch him do this and then while she's you know still looking through a purse whatever he walks up with one of these little you know horns where you, you squeeze the the rubber end on it and it makes a little honking sound right goes up to her and it's this intense scene where he's just like got it up to her ear and he's like threatening to make the horn make the noise and it's like it's like a mixture of so much different tension because it's like art is such a killer but also funny and it's th like threatening to like make this honking sound in her ear it is like uh, such a great moment in this movie right him threatening to honk in her ear is at the same time absolutely hilarious but also absolutely terrifying and then of course after she leaves this this scene doesn't end the comedy doesn't end so after she leaves art goes to pay for this horn right and he goes through looking for money in his sack of weapons so he puts his sack down and he's taking weapons out and it's just like weapon after weapon and the guy the cashier's like is this serious what are you doing like i need money i don't need what are you doing here and just all these random weapons while he's looking for money and he finds out like gets some change or whatever and then just a solid kind of comedic bit, right? Followed by an absolutely gory kill of this cashier who ends up getting stabbed in the eye with like a broken bottle because he's got all these weapons. This is one of them, broken bottle. Then he chops his head with a cleaver, right? And ends with a gory beheading. Just absolutely, like everything is gory, but that's not even the worst. But like this funny scene ending with like this gruesome kill. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about are you a fan of art, movies, and all things entertainment? Then you need to check out youtube.com slash inspired disorder. Our page is jam-packed with all kinds of great content, including making of videos of the many faces and ongoing art series of abstract ink paintings. But that's not all. We also feature daily episodes from the Ray Taylor Show, a podcast that brings you movie reviews, TV show reviews, episode recaps, opinion 
opinions on news and entertainment and much more. There's also a weekly diary and top five movie rankings of a variety of categories. And if that wasn't enough, we've also got how-to videos covering all kinds of topics. So why wait? Head on over to youtube.com slash inspired disorder and start exploring the amazing content we have to offer. And now back to the show. Then you have Sienna's friend's house, right? Art show. This is like, this is, oh my God, this is the scene. This is like, this is the scene. Art shows up to one of Sienna's friend's houses, trick-or-treating, right? This girl's home handing out candy. Art shows up way too old. And she's like treating him like an adult who's trick-or-treating. And she's like, fine, here, throws candy at him, whatever. But then later he gets into her house and then we have a this long, gruesome attack on this girl that just keeps going. Just like the bit where he's pulling t- these tools of death out of his trash bag that just keeps going. This death scene, this, this, this mutilation scene keeps going. Every time you think it's done, it's not done. And you think it's done a few times, but you are wrong a few times. It just keeps going going right first he slices starts with him slicing the side of her face through one of her eyeballs right so from the forehead through the eyeball down her cheek gory right then you see him scalp her then he just starts cutting her randomly her back her legs all these things just like just after he scalps her, after he cut the thing, now he's just like, just poking holes in her with his knife. Then he takes her hand. No, then he breaks her arm, right? Grabs her arm, breaks her forearm, and then tears it completely off. Then he grabs her other hand that's still attached and grabs, you know, two fingers in each hand and splits it in half, right? Like he's peeling a banana, just splits her her hand and arm completely in it's like oh my god right and somehow she's still alive and she's trying to crawl to her phone right but art's not done yet like he left and you think it's done after he did this and she's like somehow still alive kind of scooting her way on the floor to try and get to her phone that's on her nightstand but then art comes back comes back with bleach and salt he pours bleach on her and then he literally rubs salt in her wounds after soaking her in bleach takes salt in his hand and rubs it into her wounds while he's doing his mime laugh as she's like had her arm ripped off this other hand is torn in half you got uh, stab wounds all over scalped like it is not a good situation for this person. And the fact that she's still alive is absolutely horrific, right? So literally rubbing salt in her wounds. Then he just tears part of her face off, right, where it was cut in half. She, he just tears part of her face off. And you think you're done. You think that's it. Oh, that was it. No, right? Because then her mom gets home. And then her mom goes up to her room where the, everything's covered in blood. You see the the girl, now she's in her bed sitting up like where the head of the bed is, right? Sitting up against the wall. And you see Art in the bed next to her. She is just like a bloody mess. And Art 
eating her flesh, eating chunks of her flesh, because that's what he does. And somehow she's still alive. And there's this scene where you see this person whose face scalped, half of her face is removed, blood everywhere, stump where an arm used to be, hand torn in half, you know, he's eating chunks of her of her leg the way this this pile of flesh and bones moves and it says it says like what does she say her mom gets home and art like before she says anything art like looks at the mom and he's like laughing and he's like proud of himself like he has this look at like, look at what I did. This is great. Isn't this great? Ha ha ha. Where this like girl is like completely just, just like completely destroyed. Right. And his silent laugh. And then she like says, Ma, she like moves, which I think is all puppetry. I think I read that like they had, uh, you know, puppet puppeteers underneath. They had like, they had to create uh, a replica of this girl, obviously. And they had puppeteers under the bed. They had puppeteers behind the wall controlling the face. And they had a little digital effects to make the eyes look right when the puppet moves to say mom. And it is like oh, it is it is like the the pinnacle of gore that I've seen. It's like it is it is like it is a classic scene like this is a scene you don't there's so many horror scenes that will never get to what this movie does in this moment it is just insane like the effects of this so great it is horrific don't get me wrong but it's like so well done it is an insane scene that just keeps going and going so many kills in this movie you have the the friend's mom she obviously d dies after she sees that her her daughter is is still somehow alive but being eaten uh you have sienna and jonathan's mom dying uh there's a scene where she's like at the dinner table but her head is caved in and you see art come in with mashed potatoes and just scooping up a thing of mashed potatoes and just shoving it into her her bashed in head it is like like these are things you couldn't do if it was digital you just couldn't do scenes like this it would be way too complicated it would never look real but then when you have practical effects it looks like he's stuffing mashed potatoes into a completely like demolished skull it is insane you have sienna's friend that she goes to this party with uh her and her boyfriend get got he gets his dick ripped off it is like so many kills in this in this movie right and the end of this movie is awesome. You have the final showdown between Art and Sienna. This thing that her dad kind of prophesized, right? Her being this character, right? She is a badass final girl, right? A great back and forth fight. Like there are moments where you think each wins, each loses, but they keep coming back, right? She almost dies so many times, right? And then she starts stabbing him. And cutting his neck. And there's a moment where she, she's getting him. Because she has this like magical sword or whatever. And he like presents his neck to her. Like here you go. Like this is what you want. Here go and chop my head off. And he's completely fine with it. And she you know gladly takes a swipe at it. And cuts his head off right. Absolutely creepy girl. After she beheads Art. The creepy pale girl. Picks up his head. 
and is like acting like she's listening to Art tell her a joke it, and doing a sign. It is like, okay. And then she just walks away with the head. It is like, like, I get you, movie. I get you, right? And the one scene I think that could have been cut, there's a scene early on where Sienna's falling asleep. And her TV's on. She's, like, watching a horror movie. She changes the channel. There's this commercial on. And she falls asleep. And it's a commercial for this food truck called the Clown Cafe. And it's got Art the Clown is a mascot. And it's got a whole theme song, the whole jingle for this thing. There's this lady playing the banjo, singing this song. And the song is about how bad the food is, right? You have Art in this dream commercial in, in Sienna's head handing out snacks to all out of his trash bag to all these kids which are just like 20 year olds playing kids in this commercial in her dream there's also right they're in like a tv studio set or whatever uh he gives sienna a gift in her dream right which kind of she kind of looks like pippi longstocking she's got the ponytails that are kind of sticking out and the freckles and inside the box that art gives her is this beating heart that's like full of maggots and then while this commercial is going on, there is a separate commercial also going on where it's a cereal that is like an Art the Clown branded cereal. And the cereal is crickets and razor blades, right? And it's going on at the same time they're filming this commercial for this other thing. And then also, like, it definitely an accurate portrayal of what a dream, how wacky dreams can be. And also there's a nun who's, like, ringing a bell trying demanding people feed this homeless guy that's with her like all these things are happening in her dream which is a crazy scene and then eventually art pulls out a tommy gun and kills everybody and you get this like it graphic showing everybody being shot and the damage from the bullets all practical just it's a great scene right then it uses like this he uses like this old timey torch to burn the woman who's playing the banjo singing the song and then she wakes up and throughout the movie she flashes back to this dream but it ultimately could have been completely cut when she wakes up she finds that her wings that she had just finished painting are on fire she also had candles like on the counter but she p put them all out but of course horror movie caught on fire so definitely a crazy dream sequence that she flashes back to a few times but ultimately a scene that could have been cut um but overall i absolutely love this movie it's a franchise that loves going gory uh and doing kills i think it does kills and gore better than anybody uh i love that it's all done with practical effects like it is makes it so much better that it's done with practical effects right just makes the kills more impactful right like the mashed potato scene is just ridiculous the there's also a scene where he like where they rip the guts out of the, the the possum you can't do that you wouldn't be able to do that the gunshots with the tommy guns right just the complete dismantling of that one girl all of those things wouldn't be done as well if it was done with digital right and i also love art the clown i think his look his mime performance his exaggerated movements and silent laughing, the trash bag of weapons, the addition of the sidekick, the little pale girl was also great. Gives Art something to play off of, which I think is good. And by far the best horror villain, I would say. Possibly my favorite. Possibly my favorite.
and I loved all the new characters. Great casting. Sienna was great. She's a great final girl. Jonathan was a great, like, awkward little brother. And even the mom was great. The fact that there's a little supernatural element to this movie and that it exists in Art's ability to come back, right, is, like, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. As well as his ability to kind of mess with your mind, the fact that he's able to seemingly potentially get into people's minds in some ways like there is a little bit more beyond the real of this that that i think is the shades of supernatural that i appreciate um like shades of freddy krueger in a way and you know i'm a fan of the franchise and i'm just so happy this film did well uh i'm excited to see what damien leon does uh in the next installment i am a fan i'm instantly a art the clown fan i do want to try and check out there are two short films with art the clown uh, there's an anthology film that has both of those short films as well as i think a third film so i'm going to try and track that down i think it's called all hollows eve because um, i would love to just round out be a completist and see the last two things that involve art the clown because i am a fan uh, but i want to thank you for tuning into this episode of the ray taylor show i hope you enjoyed my thoughts on terrifier 2 don't forget to tune in every monday wednesday and friday for more movie reviews on and tv show reviews and join the conversation by leaving a comment or rating on your favorite podcast platform or over on youtube.com slash inspired disorder if you're watching this until next time enjoy the show New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.